Great, great morning. Pardo was sleep, falling asleep on the drive. Sleeping at the wheel. Man, unbelievable. How you doing, bro? Good, how are you? Oh, I'm phenomenal. I'm phenomenal. Uh, you ever know? I Let me back up. I always know we're getting close to a big target and a big goal when it gets even harder, you know? We had a mm. we had a we had a great last week. <laughs> it's, a, it's definitely a good way to look at adversity, for sure. Oh, you know, adversity, man. another opportunity, right? Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, what's up with you, man? How you how, how you been? How's how's life? Uh, overall, life's really good. Coop is alluding to. I took a. I have a little. Uh, I have a little loose wheel. Uh, might have might have injured a when I had a sports injury on my knee, so I just actually just got out of the MRI machine moments ago, and now I'm in the uh, podcast seat. So I mean, no one wants to deal with stuff like that, but you know, stuff happens. Stuff happens, bro. Well, you got to get through it. Got just got to get through it. Just got to get through it. How about you? Oh my, you know, my week was a little was a little hectic. You know. I think though we should we should save this week the week of uh what is it the last week the week of August 2nd I think we do an episode on on that week Yeah that sounds good I well, think we do we'll, that. it'll be a little sneak peek little sneak peek uh we're not doing no sneak peek right now though like that's got Right right we yep, got to yep. let it build though you know <laughs> Anyways, uh, hope everyone's having a great day. I feel like we got a – well, I don't feel – I know we got a great episode for you guys, so we will jump into it right now. Let's do it. All right, Cooper, bring in today's guest. Great morning, everybody. On today's episode, I have a great high school buddy of mine. Um, he joined the Hennepin Theater Trust in 2018 as the Information Technology or – IT leader, uh, where he oversees the strategy and execution of activities supporting infrastructure and applications that enable the drive that enable and drive the overarching business strategy and goals. Um, he's thought to be a thought leader in the industry um, when it comes to Salesforce and the CRM best practices. And he's also a public and keynote speaker in the industry. And I, I have to add, he's a workout fanatic. Uh, he's a dad. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Justice P. Sakini. Did I say it right? Sakakani. Man, we should have added that in the. I should have asked that before the intro. I'm sorry, Justin. Oh, cool. you're completely fine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Justice, welcome to the show, man. Justin, Absolutely. welcome to the show. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, I, I'd be remiss if I say thank you both, actually, for the opportunity. I mean, I've you know I've caught a couple of your episodes. I know they air very early, so man, it's a it's a humbling <laughs> blessing to. Uh, to be able to chat with you guys. Love it. Love it. Justice, tell our audience a little bit more about um, who you are, what you do, and why you do what you do. Yeah, all great questions. Um, succinct. Uh, you know, I can be somewhat of a verbose individual if you know me personally. But, you know, born in Toronto, Canada, South African. My, my, my parents were born and lived throughout the apartheid era. They immigrated to Canada in the early to mid 80s. I was born in the in the late 80s, millennial. Um, we stayed there for several years. My dad was presented with an opportunity to relocate our entire family from Canada to Minnesota. We lived in St. Paul. I attended a couple of local schools in the area, eventually landed at Woodbury High School. Um, and, you know, that's where I met Cooper um, when he when he eventually made his way, graduated from there in 07, um, went to college, Mankato State, left after my first year. Life, things like that happen. 
started working, worked my way up, started in Best Buy computer sales. I've always been a um, interested and passionate about technology, its enablement capabilities, and you know how it how it um, uh, catalyzes business processes. So how do you utilize technology to drive business operations? Uh, so started selling computers, frontline sales, worked my way up, took my first corporate opportunity at Allianz Insurance Company of North America here in Golden Valley, Fortune 500 company, uh, in financial services as a help desk agent. 50, 40, call, 40 to 50 calls a day, password resets, that kind of thing. Uh, but being who I am, you know, the way my parents raised me to be very ambitious, very driven, I was always asking questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? How do I do this? So fast forward, um, I'm a director of IT for Hennepin Theater Trust. Cooper, you did a phenomenal job giving me uh, somewhat of uh, giving me an intro on what my job is. But essentially, I'm just the IT I'm the leader for my organization in terms of developing a strategy and approach to executing on overarching business goals and how technology supports those initiatives. Um, and, you know, I've had opportunities to travel the world, speak about best practices and governance and things of that nature as it relates to technology and business. Um, and yeah, dad, proud dad, uh, son, nine, JR, daughter, uh, seven, Liliana Emily. She's my little model, target dapper model. And I'm um, just a local local man, just m much like you, Caleb, and, and, and you, Cooper. Succinct is uh, a great way to put it, man. That was awesome. I appreciate yeah. it. No, I try to, you know, you try to, honestly, fellas, and I, I know, Caleb, you, you, you probably have experience with this, as do you, Cooper, but how do you how do you say all of the things that are relevant to those great questions without talking for 45 minutes? Right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Correct. And I'm going to hit you. Go ahead, Coop. Go ahead, Coop. No, you go. You go. You go. You got it. I was going to say, I'm going to hit you with another hard one is sounds like you have a lot going on. It all sounds amazing. I don't think we've had anyone like you specifically on our podcast before us is episode like 75 or something like that. Uh, maybe maybe closer to 80, actually. Um, but what's the overarching theme? Well, let, let's dig into your why a little bit more. Why, why, Great question. why, why do it? And what's, what else are you pushing for? You know, I often talk about how exemplary leadership translates into measurable impact. So for me, my family, um, you know, I just, I just found out this past week, um, or just yet today, actually, that. Twitter verified me on, on their, on their platform. You know, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not an athlete. I don't have anything of great notoriety. You know, I'm just really good at what I do in my domain area. And when I think about what exemplary leadership is, it's about being the best version of you. Right. And I'm not the best director of it. I'm not the best technology connoisseur, but I am the best version of justice. And my family story and lineage and everything that they've gone through, my ancestors, right? The apartheid, which was, you know, racial segregation that was institutionalized for decades, all the way up until the 90s. They couldn't, they didn't have access or equal opportunity to be their best versions of themselves. They had to operate with very little. So for me, my why is always about how can I aspire to inspire, right? How can, and, and I founded an LLC by, uh, by that name because I want to be able to be in a position where what my family lineage and ancestors didn't have access to, I have here too. Platform so my kids can see what boundless potential looks like. Things you're doing with Caleb, founding a business, like, could your ancestors have done that 40 years ago? Are you seizing every opportunity today to be the best version of yourself? The answer is yes. So I think a lot of people don't realize what opportunity and privilege they have just by being here in America and having access mm -hmm. to the things that are available. And for me, my why is about, I don't care if it's a nine to five. I don't care if it's going to the gym. I don't care if whatever it is that uh, God has presented me with the opportunity to be present in, I'm going to be the best version of me. So I resonate strongly with that. Uh, 
justice, you know, like, you know, just being you doing you and, and, um, you know, not making any excuses, but just going out and getting it. Um, you know, we, like you said, we live in a a great time and just, you know, a, a place in the world where we can, like you said, our ancestors didn't have access to what we have access now today, you know, and, and you're definitely someone that's, living like what i see you doing is 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 awesome doing and so i i i really love um you know what you, what you just spoke on um can we so let let's talk a little bit about you know your you know you, you said coming up um you just asked a lot of questions stop um, my question coop <laughs> <laughs> that's where i, I was going like i i, I just want to you know cuz you're you you're a couple years older than me um, 33, 34, uh, you know, I would, I would say someone like you, um, for your position, probably a lot of people are probably like, well, he's really young to be in that position. Um, my question is like, what made you keep asking, keep asking and, and keep going? You know, I know you talked a lot about your past and stuff like that, but is like, is there anything else? Like what gets justice up? Um, to keep pushing every day? Mm. You know, I've seen one of the things I like to do on social media and, and Cooper, I see you, I, I see you do this a lot as well as there, right. That are, that have experienced high levels of success and success. That doesn't always necessarily mean monetarily, right. It just means freedom and being able to navigate life and achieve the desirable outcomes that are specific to what you aspire in your in your own in your own life. Floyd Mayweather once said in an interview, like, "Hey, I've I've had conversations with Warren Buffett. I've had conversations with all these really really wealthy people, but I don't want to just know about why you know you have access to a a, a, a yacht. I want to know how you did that. I want to be able to do that for myself, right? I want to learn. I want to be able to put myself in that position. For me." It, it really is. Once I learned, you know, once once I started to get a little bit older and see that, you know, some of the stories my parents would share with me in terms of the limitations that they had societally. Right. And seeing how much privilege I had. I mean, I was expelled. Uh, I graduated from Woodbury High School. OK, I, I was expelled <laughs> in like 2006 just for tomfoolery, just, be, you know, being an idiot and hanging out and doing ridiculous things i got expelled in 2006 graduated in 2007 really you know put my head down and started like self-actualizing and saying what does my potential look like what can i achieve 10 years after graduating they invite me back to be the first african-american distinguished alumni in the school's 50 plus year history and that the way i internalized that was you can't be defined right based on your circumstances, what you have access to always is realizing internally that everyone, your potential is boundless. So once you really, really understand that, you're going to want to ask questions to learn, right? To unpack, to um, open yourself to new possibilities and new realities. And, you know, some of that I think can come from uh, how you were raised. Some of it can come from general curiosity and some of it could just come from genuinely just wanting to position yourself and your family to live a desired life. And for me, it's the latter. Did you have Man. a wake up call specifically at age 18? Yeah, I felt I around then it's not like a specific day, Caleb, but sure. You know, you just once I once I went to college, um, you know, I got accepted into university and got there and the circumstances of life started to confine me right my parents went through a divorce certain things started happening externally that I couldn't control I started realizing that two things could happen I could allow those circumstances to dictate my trajectory through excuses or I could finally say okay now it's on me right I I have to figure it out if I want to if I want to navigate life and truly experience it for what I have access to then it's on me and, and once I realized that, you know, everything started, it's not like adversity just ceased to exist. It's just 
once you understand that, hey, it's, it's always been on you and you have access to learn, you have access um, to resources, you have access to, you know, living in a world in which privilege is abundant amongst most uh, of us that live here, you just, things just, you see things differently. Man, so <clears throat> that's powerful, dude. Like you're, 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 um, man, that's awesome. Like, Basically, what you're talking—it's against about, the grain. It, yeah. it is, and what what you're talking, or how my, how I'm understanding it, justice is that I call it extreme ownership, right? Mm. No, no matter what happens in your life, good, bad, ugly, you are always responsible. You you, you take full ownership, and that gives you the most control in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not being a a victim, but a victor, right? Mm-hmm. My, my question for you is, wh- why don't you see people accept that challenge, right? Your, your story is the, is the, you know, could have been a statistic. You know, parents divorced, got expelled. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to be a, you know, what, what made you challenge that? And, like, why do you think people today don't, don't accept that challenge of taking full ownership of their life? Uh- I'm going to add to that and where you no, don't add to, don't, to be don't the victim, add. right? Like <laughs> it's easy to be the victim, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I, I, Caleb, you're, you're right. And you said something too, that was very um, significant and it's that against the grain mentality, right? The, the, the reality is, is if you just, if you pull up your social media right now, right. And you scroll through, you're going to see, depending upon who you keep in proximity, you're going to see mm-hmm. a, a number of things. You're either going to see folks celebrating and appreciate it. Yes, social media is a highlight reel, but you're going to see one or two people. You're going to see either A, the people that are celebrating and taking that extreme ownership of their life and being blessed and, and, and working and, you know, nothing worth having. Um, uh, you know, you have to earn things in life that are worth having. So once you start to see that, then you start to say, well, what's the consistent theme in their lives? The individuals that are constantly complaining and saying, I'm a victim, life is this, life is that, life is, you're manifesting a, neg- uh, a negative mindset, right? And you start to see patterns in those collection of individuals. So at, at some point, you need to control your audience. You need to control what you're intaking. Like if you go look at my Twitter profile, there's like 5,770 some people that follow me. I follow 300, maybe 60 people. My Facebook probably have like 400 connections total. And that's because I'm very intentional about the content that I'm consuming and the things that I'm seeing. I'm keeping positivity and I'm keeping folks that are not a carbon copy of me, but have taken extreme ownership in navigating and and just controlling their life and being responsible for their actions, mistakes, all of those things, right? So... You know, it's there's no real blueprint um, other than just understanding that this life is yours and the outcomes that you achieve are results of what you put in. That was awesome. Awesome, Justice. Now, how do you we're, we're, we're going to get to the workout stuff here in a little bit. Um, <laughs> uh, how do you how do you deal with. Like, what's your mentality when it comes to fear or like when people tell you you can't do something Mm. yeah so you know what i'm gonna respond to that but i'm I'm also gonna throw it back to the both of you because i'm just kind of curious you know i'm always in a state of um just wanting to hear the perspectives of those uh much like yourselves um that would have good insights at least from my perception i feel that you would the both of you my my whole thing on the spirit of fear is that you know, life is going to give you what life is going to give you. So the, the reality of the situation is, is you can stay down or you can put your best foot forward and try to overcome that fear. Because at the end of the day, you're going to have to get to the other side. If, you're, if your aspiration is to self-actualize and reach your full potential, uh, get that house, um, be debt-free, you know, be able to bench press 225 like Cooper without thinking about it. You are going to have to realize that, hey, 
there are going to be times in which fear is going to creep in. And when it does, it's very few are able to overcome that. And the few that do overcome that are the ones that see great success in realizing their full potential. So fear to me is just a state of mind. It's very cliche to say that, but you know, fear to me is a state of mind and I'm not beyond um, the next person. I mean, there are a lot of things that happen in life that I'm, you know, I'm fearful for, whether it be my kids' first day of school and ensuring that they have, um, you know, a desirable experience and there's no bullies and everyone's nice and playing well, or, you know, it's the civil unrest that we had here in Minneapolis last year in light of everything that was going on or, or just existing in a time in which we're dealing with a global pandemic. And what does that mean? Am I going to lose my job? Right. All those things come into play when you're just navigating day-to-day life. But the reality is, is I still showed up. I still went to work. I still got in the car, buckled my kids, brought them to school, picked them up later that day. I still did what I needed to do to stay safe during a global pandemic. So, you know, having a limited mindset and putting yourself in a position in which you don't continue to progress and move forward is where you start to see life happening to you. But if you can embrace what it means to continue just one step at a time, one day at a time is what I tell my kids, you know, you'll look back essentially and just see that, oh, you know, I never thought I could get this far. And you'll realize that fear is just a state of mind. Well, see you next week, everybody. <laughs> Bye. It, it, that's a that's a unique answer. It's a question we love to ask, you know, selfishly, right? Kind of like what you alluded to. Um, selfishly, we like to know what other, um, you know, higher uh, higher level success or, or people who push themselves. We want to know what they do when they hear the voice in their head. And I was actually reading a book uh, yesterday. And they were talking about fear and the author said, the little voice in your head sounds like you. And when Mm. you imagine him or her, right, they look just like you too, Mm. but they're not actually you. And that was a huge kind of, you're always, you always got to be training. You always got to be sharpening. Um, You know, Coop and I are big proponents of you should be reading something. And that Mm. was that was big for me in, in relation to fear, but I loved your answer. I mean, it's just at the end of the day, you kind of kind of put your blinders on and, and take care of your high priority, you know, things that you have on your docket that day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know what, what you said, justice, you know, like Caleb said, that was definitely unique, a unique answer. Um, you know, for, for me, how I deal with fear is, uh, you know, I, I follow a guy, his name's Grant Cardone, right? And uh, mm-hmm. he talks about fear is telling you what you should do. You know, the minute mm-hmm. fear, fear creeps up, that's when you need to take action. Mm-hmm. Um, so, then, so then you build that muscle every time when fear shows up. It, it's not such a, such a big deal. And um, another thing is, is you kind of alluded this too, is like it's, it's just an emotion at the end of the mm-hmm. day. And I just saw something the other day, Kobe Bryant, you know, he was talking about emotions and he, he talked about, you know, you have the emotion, you can feel it, accept it, but you can decide what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to react or be controlled by that emotion, you know, and, 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 and like Caleb said, it, it, you got to always be reading, always continue sharpening. Um, you know, f- what are you looking at? You know, like, you said something great with your, like your social media, like you only follow, you know, mm-hmm. certain people, you know, and what I like to do is I like to get notified, you know, cause I, I follow a, a decent amount of people. And what I do is I only get notified by certain people when they, when they tweet something mm-hmm. like, I don't even like, so yeah, you might look at my list and be like, Oh, he follows X amount of people, but I only get notified by the people I want to see what they post. Mm-hmm, which, which is like a hand i mean like maybe 10 people you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. so like at the end of the day when i go back i'm looking at the quotes how they're mm-hmm. living the block, like things that that i can like okay up and on end the day on, on that note and know in the morning like okay let's go let's go get it you know so i mean it, it's it's i mean what you said was awesome like fear like you said you are 
it was either you or Kayla, but you know, you're not, you know, you are not that emotion. You are not your mm-hmm. mind. You are a separate entity of that. So, so yeah. While, while we're on this subject, I feel like this is a perfect segue into personal and self-development justice. Um, what are you doing to stay sharp? I mean, Coop said you're the, uh, you're a founding member of the Chisholm Dad Bod crew. <laughs> so, I mean, I mean, what For else sure. is going on? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, Caleb, I was, uh, you know, we didn't all have kind of a natural physique like Coop did, you know, <laughs> which, which was unbelievable. This man came into Woodbury High School and we were like, how do you, you, you can't, you, you were born looking like that? All right, fine. <laughs> yeah. But uh, for me, I was always the small, you know, I'm not even, I, I'm 5'9", I'm like 165 today, but I'm old, I've always been the smaller guy, very skinny, you know, 115 in high school, right. uh, in my adult years, maybe 120, 130 at my max, you know, just very skinny. And um, that's not very healthy, you know, and I'm not saying everyone uh, in life needs to be able to bench this much or have this kind of physique. But for me, at some point, I just said, man, like, health is wealth, you know, like, I'm sharpening my mind every day, I'm sharpening myself spiritually every day, I'm starting to sharpen myself emotionally. Mm. Why isn't sharpening myself physically? You know, why isn't that a thing? And honestly, it's just about getting to peak, um, get reaching an apex for myself, right, And, and doing it for all the right reasons. So yes, I've been in the gym pretty consistently and you know and just just kind of sharpening that aspect um of myself and you know i have more energy right so when the kids want to play you know i i'm not making excuses about not wanting to give them a pig you know give them a piggyback ride or whatever it's because you know all those things are synergistically tied right they're all tied um and you know i've noticed that Yes, obviously, when I walk around and and shirts are tighter, you know, you feel differently, you walk differently. But at the same time, you know, when your energy levels are boosted up, you're able to do much more. Right. I I wake up at five forty five, six. You know, I'm engaging in my routine by six, six, fifteen. By the time I get to the office, you know, psychologically, we want to achieve and accomplish things. So whether it's doing your bed, whether it's taking your protein shake, whether it's walking the dog out, whether it's taking a shower, you want to add as many achievements as you can by the time the day starts. So when 9 a.m. hits and you have a typical nine to five, you're in you're 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 fully in swing and you're at you know, you're just you're at your best, you're at your peak. And by that time, you know, you're you're highly effective, you're highly productive. If you're just um you know, kind of moseying out of bed, not judging anyone, not saying this is wrong for anyone at 945 and you were supposed to be at work at 930, you you take a sluggish start, right? And you Mm -hmm. you can't maximize your productivity. So for me, it's just about how can I be as efficient, as effective during the times in which I am responsible to deliver in a working capacity so that I can enjoy my time thereafter. Uh, okay. I got a I got a follow up question. Hey, why are you always jumping in? I'm trying to get questions too, bro. Go ahead. I'm done. No, go ahead, you, you you sure? Too late. Too late. You go ahead. <laughs> that was awesome. Awesome, Justice. I want to ask now. I've been watching you on your IG, and uh, you said you put up a video, and you said something. I was like, we got to bring that on here. Um, when you started your your uh fitness journey like to get to build muscle and put on some weight you said that you had a goal you had a goal Mm. and you didn't tell nobody and you just was working uh on that goal right you just didn't tell nobody Mm. and man i like and i'm guilty of this too but like when you have a goal like you put it out there it holds you accountable uh stuff like that i just want to know for you like like why, you know, what, what was, what was go- that mentality? Cause that's a long time to have a goal and not tell nobody. And I, like, I just loved mm-hmm. how you said that. And I was like, okay, we got to talk about that a little bit. Cause this can translate to any, anything yeah. in life, you know? 
Yeah, if you're talking about the post I'm thinking about, I actually vulnerably shared. I was in tears, by the way. So that yeah. was that yeah. was yeah, I was and I thought about sharing that, but you know, for me, I needed people to understand that even the even even the best of us perceivably, like, you know, deal with insecurities or deal with um things that we really are working very hard to strive toward. So for me, the tears weren't like pain or anything of that nature per se. It was more so I set a goal that for me, I, I deemed a stretch goal. And to be quite frank with you, if I'm being honest now, I never thought I would achieve it because it just seems so far away. And that goal was a, a multitude of things. Uh, one of it was to just clear 165 in body weight, because in my mind, that was just so unbelievable to achieve that. How, how could I do that? You know, the other mm. thing was, um, uh, the other the other goal was to put up 225 for multiple reps that was just kind of an internal thing but the real goal and this is where it really got deep was for you know i've traveled to vegas california see i've been all over the place and i have spoken in front of um a lot of great people i've met um some pretty senior members at the white house of you know, I've I've shaken hands and 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 um, had private meetings with governors, uh, not just in Minnesota but you know across the nation. Top executives, Mark Benioff, the CEO of Salesforce, had a private meeting with him. So it's like I've been in very exclusive spaces, and every time I have spoken or been invited somewhere, you know, I I I show up with a blazer, a dress shirt, and believe it or not, layers of clothing below the dress shirt. Because, and subconsciously, I never thought anything of it. But when you really unpack it for what it is, I was insecure. In my mind, somewhere, I thought the five layers made me look bigger than what I actually was, right? So one of my goals um, I had set for myself, this is the deeper goal, was, you know, get to a point in which I feel comfortable in the clothing that I put on and not feel like I need to wear five, six, seven layers to, 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 you know, to not look uh, like a shell of myself. So you look at my pictures now, uh, um, now, fellas, you'll see, like, I don't, I wear a dress shirt and nothing underneath it other than like a tank. That is something, that's something that emerged probably in the last year and a half, two years. So, you know. Poop, is it my turn? Go, go, go. <laughs> so, so this is all like brand new information for me. Um, and shout out to you for working on yourself mentally uh, that, you know, it's a lot, it's work like anything else. Um, but what prompted you to share it? And then what did you gain from it personally? Mm. I, what prompted me to share it was I was reflecting on all the, myself years ago and how much it was weighing on me and nobody could tell you know i see these videos that surface on social media now that are it's overlaid um at this point in my life i was at my lowest and it's like these people celebrating or winning an olympic medal or something like that interesting yeah and and it's videos of these people vulnerably sharing i was at my lowest at this moment but from a surface perspective it looked like they were having the time of their life. So right. for me, it's like I want to give people the platform to understand that, yeah, you see me here on Instagram or speaking here or doing this or doing that. But it's like even I, much like everybody else, was battling with something uh, in, you know, inwardly that was was weighing on me very heavy. So I wanted some and, and people have reached out to me DMs to say, hey, you know, people. I looked four or five years ago that have shared with me, what's your workout routine? I'm not a trainer, but I can tell that this is something that they've been dealing with. And because I shared, you know, transparency, Mm -hmm. vulnerability begets vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So liberated in knowing that, like I said earlier, social media is a highlight reel and I'm not going to infuse negativity all over the place, but I want folks to understand that, um, it is, you know, we should celebrate the successes of our life, but we should also understand that um, 
we are all humans. And I, I want folks to understand that that's something that, um, you know, I worked through and, and obviously I am where I am today, but it, it doesn't stop. You know, you got to continue putting in the work. So, Matt, I love this because this part of your life that we're talking about, you can apply basically any to anything in your life, right? Um, you said that you set a goal for yourself, you know, a couple years ago, and you thought it was, you didn't think you were going to get it, right? Mm-hmm. And Caleb and myself, you know, and I'm sure you are too now, um, are big goal guys. You know, we, mm-hmm. we talk about sometimes you got to set a really big stretch goal to mm-hmm. increase your level of activity, right? But so many people get into the the mechanics, like, oh my God, that like, I don't even know if I can do uh, this. Thing. So true. So mm-hmm. I, I want to, so what did Justice do? So he set this workout goal, like he didn't think it was po- like possible at the time. Mm-hmm. What did you do like on a daily, weekly basis to keep pushing to that target, even though you thought that it wasn't doable? Yeah, you, you really have to get to a point and you both can understand this. And, and honestly, no one's going to want to hear this, but you have to get so damn invested that you care more about the process than you do the outcome. Mm. That the, Just that the process. The outcome has to become irrelevant. The outcome is a byproduct of what you've been putting in throughout the process. And once you can create that separation of, okay, I look at old videos, you know, I, I do the Facebook memories thing and I look at old videos and it was like, you know, my arms were twigs and I'm in the gym working out, recording myself and you know, there's nothing happening, but that was three years ago. And I went to the gym every single day. And now three years later, I'm, I'm just now starting to see a difference from three years ago. And it's like, I didn't see the difference three years ago. I didn't see it two years ago. I didn't see it one year ago. I'm just now starting to be acknowledged for, and for three years, three years, you know, and I just saw this thing I shared on my Instagram stories that I know you can both appreciate, but basically I'm going to paraphrase. It talked about Usain Bolt eclipsing $120 million over the course of 65 seconds, right? Cause he's doing all short sprinting races, um, you know, gold medalist over two Olympics. Right. But when you, when you measure the time in which he was putting the cleats to the track, it wasn't more than two minutes, but, they qualified all of that with saying the process for him to get to that point was 20 plus years so that he can operate at that level and then eclipse the level of success he did. So again, it's, it's process, process, process over outcome. You can't look at the actual stretch goal because even in my career, when I was, when I set goals for myself in my career, that's much more uh, that's that's been much more of a desirable experience for me. My first uh, my my stretch goal in my career was I want to be a system ad, ad, system administrator one day, and then it happened like I don't know at nineteen twenty. Then I said, hey, I want to make fifty thousand dollars in one year, and then it happened. And then I said, I want to make eighty thousand dollars in one year, and then it happened. And you know, I kept going up, and I said to myself, I want to be a director one day, and then it happened. So I got to a point where in my career, I don't, I I make stretch goals, but I don't limit myself anymore. I just say, hey, this is the level of measurable impact I want to have as a result of the capacity I'm operating in in my career. As it relates to fitness now, it's the, the goals are, I have stretch goals, but I don't limit myself anymore. I don't say things like, Oh man, if I get up to three fifteen on the bench, that would be crazy, you know, um, because I will get there if that's something I aspire to be. And then I, I'm just focusing on the process right now. Man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caleb, there's way too much in there, bro. It's a man. lot. To, it's a, it's a lot to unpack. That's for sure. I, it's it's great so, stuff. So I okay. So <laughs> you were saying you were justice that was powerful dude so you were saying a lot of you know i would set a goal for this target and i would hit it and i'll set a goal for that target and i would hit it and um can you just talk briefly about just the power 
in setting goals for yourself just in in and it sounds like you set goals in every aspect of your life can you just talk to what's that what that has done for you um personally yeah it's changed my life you know i mean i i tell people all the time like and and i know a lot of influential people talk about this and and um you know in, in their spaces but like i don't dream i set goals right goals aligned with actionable executable tasks and when you have goals, you know, you, you, you're, you're focused, right? You have a purpose um, and you're working towards that. So the same way I would set a goal in my career to, you know, uh, you know, have, I don't know, have X achieved by quarter two, right? You know, if I'm looking at sales goals, right, I want to comp up by 4% from last year or something like that. How do I do that? Well, comping up, okay, let's break it down. I want to make, in Q2 of last year, I made, let's say, $60,000 in my business. This year, I want to go up 5%. Okay, well, what was happening last year? What were all the variables? You know, break it down into, um, you know, associate an objective lens into what contributed to you making and achieving that goal last year. And then just turn the dial on a couple of different things, innovate. Um, you know, associate new initiatives, be creative. And it's the same thing with the gym. If I'm going to the gym five days a week and my regimen is pretty tight, okay, well, maybe I can get tighter in my dieting. Maybe I can get tighter in my sleep rhythm. Maybe I can get tighter in my water intake. There, There are aspects you can look at that have aligned executable tasks that you can act on that will help you reach those goals. So for me, I have to operate with goals so that I can continue to maintain the trajectory that I'm on in multiple areas of my life. And it keeps me focused. It keeps me aligned and it keeps me very intentional to be quite frank. The moment I don't have goals, then I'm just kind of neandering. Right. And it's like, I land here, I land there, I land here. And maybe some of those things are positive things. Maybe some of those things are great things, but um, you know, I'm a man of, of, um, intentional action. So I want to, if I want to buy a house, then I need to understand, okay, how can I do that? I can do that through conventional. I can do that through FHA. What are the distinguishing factors between the two? Uh, I need to put a down payment here, 3.5% versus 5%. If I go conventional, that's $20,000 for a $400,000 home. How do I save $20,000? Do I have additional revenue streams? Can I, you know, you start asking more questions when you have goals. And I just want to add quick, like you, you hit on this. So um, when we read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, mm. um, in that book. When Coop know, read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. <laughs> okay. Chill, bro. When I read so it. Let me get my point, cool. please. Cool. Um, they talk, it, he talks about the mindset and going from, oh, I can't do that to, how can I do that? And you were saying, like, in just in that brief, we were talking about goals. You you talked about how can I do that? What mm-hmm. do I need to do? Like breaking mm-hmm. it down and how can I make this achievable? And like, like you said, once you once you turn the, you know, it goes back to the beginning. You said not being the the victim but the victor. Mm-hmm. Those que- you start you start the quality of your questions change, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And your brain turns on. Like, okay how can I do this? Like, and it, 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 and it's, it's so perfect because like you, it's basically making a decision, right? A decision mm-hmm. that I'm going to do this thing. Okay. How can I do it? How can I accomplish it? Like, what are the different things I need to do? So man, powerful, dude. Powerful. Justice, what key relationships did you make as you were you know, becoming the man you are today? Mm-hmm. And did you have any mentors or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of folks that I have to pay homage to. Uh, Vala Afshar, uh, he's the chief digital evangelist for Salesforce. He taught me the importance of giving without a get, right? And mm. that's a mindset. You know, this is this is an individual that's achieved great levels of success, and um, he 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 maintains just unprecedented humility, unprecedented. And for me. You know, we have to stay humble. We have to stay hungry. We have to stay intentional. 
So this is why um, I'm very intentional with the people I surround myself around. Um, Dave McLennan, the CEO of Cargill, has, has, has been a mentor of mine. You know, he told me um, the thing um, that he feels that makes me highly effective is that I always challenge the status quo. So mm. he's always inquiring, you know, when I ask him questions, you know, as the CEO of the largest privately held company in, in the U.S., he will throw it back at me and say, well, what do you think? And I always found that interesting. And his lens on it was, you know, Justice, I'm the CEO today of this organization. There's 150,000 employees here. I don't get to interact with every single one of them. It's important for me to understand the mindset and the perspective of someone such as yourself. The fact that you challenge the status quo is a representation of something that I deal as a significant value to supporting the uh, organizational culture here. So he wants to understand how does justice think, you know, back when I used to work for Cargill. Um, and, and I just remember thinking to myself, he didn't only tell me and show me the importance of challenging the status quo, which is something I naturally do, but he exemplified it by taking a question he, that he could have answered and asked me what my thought was on it. So I, I've been very intentional with, if I get an opportunity to be around someone, and it's not about executive status, it's not about net worth, it's just about a mindset. There are, there are people in this society that you will identify have a consistent theme. You know, Vala, Dave McLennan, you know, your, your, um, your Grant Cardones, there are there are going to be key individuals that you will see throughout life that you will see. Hey, these people can you know. There's a consistent theme of you know achieving their goals here and what are they doing. And it's always that learning mindset. It's always that challenging the status quo. It's always that giving without a get. And once you can embrace that model of thinking, things just start coming in ways that I feel are abundant. Um, as it relates to growth. I love the give without a get. That's that's such a good reminder. And people who don't understand that um, should hit you up, Justice. Where? Well, come on. on. Go ahead, Coop. Go ahead, Coop. Just chill. Chill. (laughs) Um, That's Caleb trying to wrap up the episode. No, I'm I'm just making sure we get our non-negotiables. Gotcha. I I got you. I got enough nothing. Um, can you let's talk a little bit about this uh this TV show that or this 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 TV thing that you're doing? Mm. Let's talk. Let's talk a little about. Um. Relationship management. It's a software as a service platform, fastest growing software company in the world, $250 billion market cap. They just purchased uh, Slack for $27 billion, closed that deal within the last several weeks. And this company was founded in 1999. So, in the realm of um, uh, where we live in a digital age, okay, technology mm-hmm. is becoming the way of the future, and the future is now. So, when you think about my work schedule these days is basically 100% remote. I could go live anywhere and do my job. Um, we were thrusted into um, a global pandemic, okay, unfortunately. And organizations had to say to themselves, how can we maintain productivity um, and, and, and relevancy throughout a pandemic so that when we come out on the other side, we're stronger? And, you know, at the time, pre-pandemic, 14% of organizational leaders across all industries thought that their organizations were prepared to migrate to a a remote, um, you know, um, virtual uh, model. Currently, that stat is 42%. This is based on a Harvard Business Review study uh, recently conducted. So... A lot of what I do to answer your question is sharing the importance of what technology, specifically software as a service, can do for organizations throughout this you know, uh, digital age, throughout this fourth industrial revolution, we're calling it, Internet of Things, artificial intelligence. 
when you develop a very strong subject matter expertise in a, any domain area in technology, and it's coupled with experience professionally, you will start to transition into this realm where folks, organizations will start to perceive you as an industry thought leader, right? Um, and that is something I've been blessed to, to embrace recently in my career. And Salesforce essentially partnered with this uh, TV show called Small Business Revolutions. Small Business Revolution, singular, I'm sorry, uh, not revolutions, revolution. It's a TV show. I don't know if you guys remember Pet My Ride, but Small Business Revolution is a business. Uh, it's a TV series on Hulu and Prime that is committed to supporting small and minority-owned businesses across the nation in leveling them up, to, to put it in simple terms. So it's financially backed. This TV show is going into these businesses, understanding their objectives, understanding their model, understanding their challenges, and just leveling them up everywhere. Salesforce partnered with the show in season five, which was last year. Currently this year, they're filming for season six. So as a part of Salesforce partnering with um, this TV series, um, they have identified thought leaders and business advisors, technology experts, that's me, to go in on this TV series and um, partner with co-hosts Amanda Brinkman and former NBA superstar Baron Davis to just go through these businesses and understand what are they trying to do, what are their objectives. And it's my responsibility and role on this TV series, I'm, I'm in two episodes, to basically share the benefits of what technology can do to catalyze their businesses during this digital age. Well, um, Keep Caleb, I got deeper and deeper, right, Coop? Like, I just, we, we yeah, we're going to have to have you back on, bro. Like, <laughs> for real. <laughs> I'm being serious. Like, I, I feel like we're just scratching the surface. Um, but this, this was awesome, Justice. Like, this was great, man. Thank you. Absolutely. For dropping the the gems and the knowledge and the wisdom tonight i can tell I can te this morning I, I can tell you it's not even on purpose justice but i can tell that you know ego is not your amigo so it mm. takes it takes you know it takes a couple follow-up questions to get you to actually kind of give us the juice but you've actually given us a lot of juice um anyways so uh i i like Coop said, maybe maybe we'll twist your arm. You know, we'll get you back on. You know, <laughs> this this that and the other. Um, but we've alluded, we've alluded, or you've alluded that you know you have um, powerful things to say and and smart ideas. If someone wants to follow along um, with what you're doing, especially this TV show opportunity, um, where should people hit you up? Yeah, Twitter and LinkedIn um, are the two platforms I'm highly active on. Instagram for me is, um, you know, working out and kids. Facebook is just private for me for family. But, you know, I'm, I'm you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, reach out. I'm, I'm open to talking and connecting with anyone. Love it. Love it. Let me ask you both one one quick question here. Oh, I love that. I love that. Go ahead. <laughs> what and I and this is just on par with uh with with my brand, but genuinely like what can I do to help um, Look at this you know, guy. I appreciate the opportunity, but what can I do to help support the both of you um and this podcast cuz I really do believe this is this is great. Um I mean, the fact that you've done 70 plus episodes is unreal, but what can I do to help support um, what it is that you are trying to achieve with this podcast, and even respectively, um, with your in, you know with your collective contributions to this podcast. Can I go, Coop? Sure, bro. You can go. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go first. So, the the title of our podcast is is really is really our our mission and, and vision, right? So, the title is Shipbuilding with Cooper and Caleb, right? And literally, mm -hmm. our entire goal is to build relationships with people who have, um, I don't want to say like similar ideals, but, you know, but like people who want to push themselves and at the same time can challenge each other. Uh, so what you can do for, for me and Coop is, or Cooper and I, excuse me, is 
continue to keep pushing yourself, which makes me and Coop push, you know, we have to push too, right? Because we built a relationship with you. You're in our proximity now. You know, we see Justice, you know, putting up 265, like, all right, <laughs> I got to go back to the gym. Or we see, you know, we see Justice, you know, on, you know, the next big brother on Hulu or whatever, like, all right, I got to put myself out there, you know? So, so just being in proximity and having a relationship with you, it was, uh, you know, kind of the goal for Cooper and I having this podcast. Um, but what did I miss, Coop? What do you think? Oh, that, that, that was it. Um, no, that, that's basically it, Justice. I mean, again, we, we do this to build relationships with, with people. Um, We're kind of selfish. Yeah. So, and we, <laughs> You know, like we want to get to know what, you know, we want to just get to know like, Hey, how, how'd you do that? How, how'd you get there? You know, what, what's your mindset on certain things? Um, and, and, you know, we, for us, cause we're selfish like that. Um, and, and then for the audience, right? Like we want to have them, um, see like, Hey, we're, we're all normal on here. Right. We just have a different thought, you know, and, there's nothing special about us. You just got to change how you think and how you look at things. And so bringing people on here for us to build relationships with and then explain the mindset, how they do things, um, is how we also try to inspire our uh, our listeners as well. Um, so that that was that was the professional um, answer. Um, this, this, is a, this, is a coup, this is a coup answer. <laughs> So if you if you want to just you know when we share just share it like you know just you know if you want to have your group like listen to it or or whatever who's even in your proximity like which I know you'll do um you know we're just trying to we're just trying to reach people man we're just trying to reach people and and if you know anybody that would have a great story like you um you know send us our way we'd love to build that relationship with them and and bring their story to to pe- you know to the people as as well so um and then my third thing is just make sure to rate subscribe <laughs> leave a review yeah there's coop again man that's all i said <laughs> we we have a lot of fun we have a lot of fun with this justice so honestly like we just appreciate you know you being open and honest with yeah. us For absolutely sure. no you guys are killing it man i love it yeah i'll definitely Share the podcast. I, I, I'm following it and I've, I've favorited it. But yeah, I will uh, definitely leave a review and, and show you guys love. I love it. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Love it. Thank, appreciate thanks. It. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Justice. Appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Thanks. Another great episode. Episode 75. Was it seven? I knew I was right. You, you, you said it and I, I had to look it up quick. I was like, oh, he, yeah, he was right on. Okay. My, little, my, my podcast senses were tingly, man. I just, <laughs> I felt good about it. Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. Um, this, I, this was an awesome episode, man. Yeah. What? I'm going to limit you to your top two takeaways like this podcast is starting to become the caleb show like in out nothing else coop just (laughs) i just like challenging you to be the word of the day word of the day coop succinct (laughs) all right so my two um man there was so much uh so much when he talks about, you know, we're talking about goals and, um, you know, he set that goal, his weight, his weightlifting goal, and he thought it wasn't um, achievable. And he talked about, you have to be so committed to the process mm. and just, you know, and, and as you, as you work on the process, you get better, you do some tweaks, keep your nose to the grind. And, you know, some you look up and you're like, Oh, I'm almost there. Um, that was a really good part. Yeah. And instead of getting so into the minutia, just go to work. Like just, just go to work and figure it on the way, figure it out along the way. One one bite at a time. One bite at a time. Yep. 
So I thought that was, that was awesome. And again, you know, back on the goals thing, you know, he talked about basically in a sense, he was talking about reverse engineering. Yeah, that's true. And the quality of the questions you ask, not even just yourself, but your brain, right? When we got on the whole goals thing, you, you heard him say, how can I do this? How can I do that? How can I make this happen? Like once you start asking yourself how something can get done, your brain just turns into a whole nother, like you just tap into another part of your brain. Right, like let's turn the brain on. Let's let's start thinking here. So, that that was it, man. That's that's all I got. That's my two, bro. I thought so. How many do I get? <clears throat> Zero. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> See you next I, week. You can you can get two, bro. I guess I'll you get can, two. I'll give my two. Get... Okay, you're, so some people are givers, some people are takers, but Coop is a matcher. I just want everyone to know that Coop's gonna match whatever you give him. <laughs> He'll match it. Um, so my two, um, I think early on in his story, he said that he always asked questions. He always challenged the status quo. Um, that was like a low key kind of sneaky gem for anyone who is, I guess, basically at any point in their journey in life, right? Is never stop learning, always question, always ask why. And um, he he said, "Go against the grain." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I mean, in in asking questions is you know yep. what I mean. Like where almost society kind of programs everybody to, um, you know, like why are you challenging the status quo right now? Like do as you're told, right? And uh, that was a sneaky low-key uh gem of his and then um i guess i mean there's so many things i could go to in this podcast this is a phenomenal episode but i'm gonna go with the you know he set up his day to succeed by getting small wins very early you know making his bed accomplishing his workout getting his heart rate up sweating um by by you know eight or nine a.m he was already on a major win streak he was going to have a successful day. And that's something that I know personally, like I've, I've, I've been on those days. And then I've been on the opposite of those days too. And, you know, if you're honest with yourself, like, uh, you know, you, you obviously want to be winning, like uh, in the last book we read winning by Tim Grover, you know, you just like, you become obsessed with it, you know, routine habits. Um, I can tell this is just a high level dude you want to be around. Yeah, make sure you guys <clears throat> go follow him on I I mean IG, Twitter, uh, TikTok. I mean he's he's a funny dude. Some of his stuff he puts up, but you can all, you can also see like his transformation, <clears throat> his transformation, um, as well. We'll we'll put those in the uh, in the show notes for you guys. Yeah, great episode, episode seventy five. Man, seventy-five, man. I can't, I, I can't wait for next week. You, 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 you're not ready for the for the girl we're bringing on next week, bro. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> Hopefully, I'm there, right, Coop? Or I can just have my daughter. It's all good. Um, yeah, Bray. No, Bray's great. Bray, it's Bray. Loki might start being like the co-host on here. We're actually kind of grooming <clears throat> Bray to take my spot. To be honest, well, Bray's gonna take over the podcast, really. Yeah, that could happen too. How, how can you? How can you turn? How can you turn down all that cuteness? Right. I mean, I, that, that's it, man. Nothing. <laughs> same, same old, same old. Please rate, subscribe, leave a review. Um, love the feedback. Um, I just want to give a shout out. I don't know who. <clears throat> who the group is but we we got like every monday it's like we consistently hit a certain number of followers every monday like every monday so i just want to say thank you to whoever that group is i just it's it's my wife and your wife coop what are you talking about but it's more no my wife my wife stopped listening let's be real (laughs) that's that's why that's why we that's 
That's why we get no feedback anymore because she stopped listening. So. Yeah, that's I, yeah. I, honestly. You, yeah, I mean, that's... you. I mean, that's that's she comes. She listens to one episode and is like, "Oh, um, Cooper, you got to be short on your book reviews." And like, shout out Lindsay, sniper. She just listens to one. Oh, what can I pick out? Sniper. Right. So. <laughs> So, but anyways, thank you to that group that's been listening. Really appreciate it. You keep pushing us um, to make sure we drop this episode every Monday at 3.40 a.m. Um, yeah. Anything else? Man, Coop, great episode. I can't wait for the episode reveal we talked about in the intro. <laughs> They're not going to be ready for that, but we'll, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See you next week, everybody. <laughs> See you next week, Coop.